and welcome to this new episode of So Tell Me, a podcast where I talk to people about their education experiences, get opinions on higher education, and talk to people about what information they think the world should know more about. I'm your host, Kim Wardle. Let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to So Tell Me. It's been a while, but I have a new guest with me today. So tell me, who are you and how do we know each other? My name's Georgia Harrington. Uh, we met at a gig uh, probably two years ago now. It must have I been more than that. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. That, that's actually quite scary. <laughs> it must have been two and a half years at least. It was yeah. like Roman with Yeah. Good gig though. <laughs> Very good gig. <laughs> Um, and I wondered if you would mind telling me a little bit about your university background, high, like high school to university, because you did an undergraduate and you're currently doing a master's. I wondered if you could just talk me through like your yeah. process, your flow. Yeah, I mean, I went straight from sixth form to Kingston University to do forensic science. Mm-hmm. I studied that for three years, graduated in 2019. That's terrifying. <laughs> Um, and then started my research master's, another forensics-based uh, research master's, which is um, based on gunshot residue. Uh, I started that in December 2019, and I'm still doing it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so before we get into the <laughs> COVID master's drama, how did you end up <laughs> picking forensic science as your undergraduate, and how did you end up picking Kingston for that? Kingston purely because I spend a lot of time in London anyway mm. and Banquet Records is in Kingston yes, and I, most, I am of aware. Goes, most of my money goes <laughs> there anyway so kind of made sense just to be there fair enough fair enough um, and forensics it's one of those stupid ones where I've watched CSI since like the age of 10 really obsessed with like Dexter and everyone was just like why don't you just do it then <laughs> what's stopping so you I did <laughs> And how did you find it? How did you find, um, like, how did, first of all, how did sixth form prepare you for forensics? Because I feel like I didn't really do anything related to that in sixth form. And then how, yeah, how was it? Yeah, I mean, sixth form, I mean, I studied photography, archaeology and science, but like all three sciences in one. Archaeology? Archaeology was cool, yeah. That wasn't Um, even offered at my school. That is like, so we do do an archaeology module in forensics. So that was like half relevant. The science was not relevant at all because (laughs) it was physics and physics is absolutely nothing to do with forensics. Love that. Um, And the photography just, I really liked crime scene photography, but you don't need any like qualifications in that to take a picture. Right, (laughs) right. In terms of preparation, there was no preparation whatsoever. Um, Right. The thing about Kingston is it's one of those universities who will literally accept anybody. <laughs> I mean, there you go. If you're ever thinking yes, you're not going to get into uni, apply to Kingston. Apply to Kingston, seriously. Don't even need to go through clearing. They, they want people. They I, love want people. I love that. I love that. And then, I mean, I think I, I had in my head an idea of what forensics was going to be just because of CSI and everything. Right. Um, absolutely nothing how, like how I thought it was going to be. Oh. Nothing like it's a lot more um math and uh more complex science than I was expecting especially like you know working machinery and like you know the microscopes and stuff that's Mm -hmm. you know I had no preparation for any of that I got on with it it's fine but I don't 
think even in the open days for Kingston, they never really said how much you needed to know before going Interesting. in. I kind of wish I'd been a bit more prepared, but yeah. I mean, you made it through. Yeah, That's all that counts. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Cool luck. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. You're doing a master's, so there must have been some kind of, you know, skill involved. So so you had no idea even from the open day. I find that interesting. What what did the open day yeah. tell you about the course that you would have preferred so, to, like what would you have preferred to know? I mean the open day basically they took us to like the archaeology section. They were like, here's what we do, we got some bones. They took us to the crime scene house. They were like, you know, we put up fake scenes, we do that. I was in the crime scene house maybe twice in the entire three years that I was there. Oh, so I feel like that would be the place like, to be. Exactly. <laughs> I was really hoping like for like some really cool setup scenes yeah. and stuff. No, we got vegetable soup that they made out to be sick and um, glue that they made out to be sperm. So, you know. <laughs> you know, you, I thought the sick would be the worst part, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then and then they took us like uh we did like counterfeit stuff as well so checking mm. money checking passports that I mean that was cool you know we saw that but that was a very very small part of our course um maybe one or two weeks worth of work right. um, and the rest of the course was kind of a lot of coursework a lot of exams and uh workshops that were math based and I didn't do maths at sixth form right and it was a lot a lot more chemistry based as well and I didn't do chemistry so I was kind of I felt a bit lost mm. uh in that sense but I mean it, it could have been worse <laughs> I mean you got to hang out in the crime scene house for two weeks that's totally worth all the tuition you pay yeah <laughs> you know that's 30,000 pounds <laughs> I've got yeah I love that so what was the theory like then it was all chemistry theory and maths theory not pretty much all chemistry uh, like the like sort of biology stuff we did was in the crime scene house um we did mm. do a blood spatter uh course Ooh. like a very brief one which was was interesting but it was someone outside of the university that got brought in to do it so it wasn't right. actually even directly the university mm. otherwise it was a lot of like you know we we working on like the gcms and you know right. doing stuff like that so yeah absolutely nothing like I thought it was gonna be <laughs> right yeah because it kind of would have been better to have been like a like a short course on the end of yeah. a chemistry course right or like the end of a maths course or yeah exactly something. if I, I if I'd have done maths or chemistry I'd have been a lot more well informed right <laughs> right right that's so interesting and they didn't ask you to have maths or chemistry when no. you applied or anything like Just that the science um interesting and I was the only person on my course out of like 30 of us that didn't have a chemistry or maths a level right everybody else did so I was the odd one out as well so everyone was like this is fine this is usual and you were like sorry a a maths who a maths what I'm like um you want me to do what with a percentage (laughs) yeah Yeah. which number am I carrying this doesn't check out (laughs) In my calculator can't work this out, so neither can I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what numbers to put in the calculator, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's I'm nothing like... worse than that feeling. I, I I, feel like that is such a, that's such a flaw with the way that recruitment happens in universities, because it's business, isn't it? It's a business. They're trying yeah. to recruit people for money. They're not trying to They're like, help oh, them. You do this? Come on, then. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to pay for three years yeah. of tuition? Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on in. 
And did you live <laughs> on it. campus? Like, um, so I lived in halls for first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I were literally just down the road from where Kingston University mm-hmm. is. Um, and then the next two years, I privately rented with some friends. Okay, how was um, that in Kingston? Um, expensive. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine. Even halls is expensive. I mean, oh. well, I mean, I, it it was expensive for how disgusting they were. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can I can yeah. understand that. And I mean, I had the smallest room in our flat in halls and the bed was wall to wall. So you weren't allowed to be more than six foot to have that room. What? <laughs> and I'm only just under like by a couple of inches. So it's quite uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I would have been fine. I'm very short. So yeah. I probably could have, you know, I probably could have at least pointed my toe. <laughs> yeah wow so explain to me like, what your room was like so so I mean it, they weren't bad rooms like I had an ensuite right. but um we shared a kitchen <laughs> um and so you sort of walk into the room and then there was like a airport style ensuite so I could literally shower pee and brush my teeth at the same time <laughs> oh like, like one really of those um build your own of. shower units yeah, from a box. literally like yeah. a little cube um and then it was literally like behind the toilet wall was you know a bed to the other side of the wall a tiny little desk and a wardrobe that was that was all there was literally like a corridor amount of space in between wow. my bed and the wall did you have so a window a uh we did have a window but mine was okay. broken it wouldn't open <laughs> love that i mean <laughs> my window in university halls had a vent that you couldn't close so it was like the arctic tundra <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> So that's really interesting. And you paid, I'm assuming you paid London prices for that. Yeah, I mean, the cheapest room that I had, it was £115 a week. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, the normal sized rooms were £135 a week. I think Surrey's cheapest were like 95 a week. I'm actually moving back into halls in a couple of months to finish my master's and they've gone up to £145 a week. That's so gross. Why do you yeah. need that money? You're getting tuition money literally um and I'm like how in three years have it gone up like yeah I get like inflation of the property market but this isn't the property market this is like you haven't updated anything this is the thing they look exactly the same as when I last lived there four years ago so I'm like "Mm, can you really no well to be fair though I shared a bathroom I only shared a bathroom with one other person oh that's not so bad right because it was like a house of 10 and there were one, two, three, four, five bathrooms, I think. That's pretty good. So it wasn't yeah, too I bad. Mean, or maybe there were four bathrooms, but I always but yeah. like anywhere I go, I'm like on suite. I have Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. So for me it's like mm, very important. Yeah. <laughs> right. You do yourself the favour and yeah, just and like, <laughs> just yeah. have that no space one, as your own. No one wants to share it with me, yeah, trust exactly. me. <laughs> <laughs> but then sitting in a aeroplane sized toilet cubicle is probably no fun I mean you could stick your notes on the wall and then you could study there was a few times where I would either like bring my laptop out and I'd have like my audio lecture recordings I just played through the toilet that's really smart I'm still working yeah yeah you got this it doesn't matter you can't be stopped I'm a woman I can multitask (laughs) honestly honestly no no problems here so you said you had a desk as well yeah I can't even imagine if there would be enough space for that, to be honest. No. 
it was a case of like if I pulled my desk chair out, it hits the wardrobe. So you kind of had to like stand up over oh, the chair. Oh no! Just lock yourself in. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. University Kingston combination. <laughs> Just go straight to being extorted on the private market yeah that's the trouble then like you want to move out of halls and it's just like oh that's even right. more expensive yeah oh yeah and you're lucky if you get decent housemates at that point unless you're living with people you know well the but... trouble is I lived with people I know and for me that was a mistake I respect that yeah. I I know it, the only people that I know that enjoyed living with the people that they lived with was me and Chi Chi <laughs> Yeah, we we had that. an amazing time living together um yeah, that would be fine like I've got a couple of friends I could easily live with Izzy who yes me could easily live with her but I lived with someone I lived with in halls and then a friend from my course and it, it kind of got to the point where I was the only person cleaning oh uh, I hate that and I was like you know guys it's not it's not fair <laughs> no of course not I think yeah. that's one thing a big thing that people make mistakes about is that when first of all you don't have to be best friends with the people that you live with in halls and second of all don't live with people that you kind of like because you will end up hating each other which is exactly what happened to me (laughs) right right and it's usually no one's fault it's just if you imagine I always think of it like usually people move in together when they're you know deciding whether to spend the rest of their lives with each other right so if it's someone you've known for a year, you probably yeah. not don't gonna want really to want to meet that person. But then I'm no. the worst like example for that because me and Chigi met a year or so, just over a year before we ended up moving into the same yeah. house. So <laughs> we had a great yeah, time. You guys are so good because you know you hang out a lot and you do get on so well. Whereas yeah. I hadn't spent that much time with these girls. Right. And now I'm kind of wishing I had because when you live with someone you really get to know what they're like right even if it's really like spending time in their kitchen and spending time because yeah. then you'll know wouldn't you when yeah. they leave crumbs on the side yeah exactly <laughs> and like the more time you spend with people like their true colors really do come out and you're like oh my god you're a nightmare <laughs> yeah wow yes bold <laughs> so um you didn't have a great experience what about third year did you live with the same people or did you I did. So yeah, oh, so we had two year contracts. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Do not do that. <laughs> that's really, that's very uh, strong. Yeah. But then was, I guess the, the pro of that is your rent wouldn't go up, I assume. Well, no, this is true. Um, you know, considering most student landlords are absolute, you know, horrible people, we had a really, really nice landlord. Oh, um, good would come around fix anything you know like we could just call the plumber directly and he'd just bill our landlord like it was very easy nice um he thanked us when we moved out because we were so lovely and like you know you he probably was left really... the house cleaner than you found it oh exactly my mum's a cleaner as well so we like blitzed the place right, and like, right. Oh, thank you so much <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we'll send well. you the bill i'll get that yeah. return, <laughs> exactly so yeah oh. i mean we we're lucky in that sense but yeah a two-year contract is definitely a big commitment mm. um one you really need to think about before you go into it yeah right and I think I think it's quite a common thing to think is that you know these people are on your course or you've lived with them before it's going to be so easy to just move in with them and you rush it to like loads of people I knew 
got contracts really early on in the year and moved straight like you know wanted to move in as soon as possible like just save the time take it easy move when the time is good like you don't need to exactly it's no it's a big decision and like it's something you definitely need to think about I think the trouble with moving from first year to second year is you've only had a few months to get to know these people um and in terms of like Kingston's term time we started in the end of September my course was up by March so I then had like all this time like not at uni where I was like I'm moving in with people I am not spending time with like <laughs> right right so, yeah that's crazy yeah I didn't realize that your terms were so short really oh. short so you didn't go back after Easter no that's so interesting uh, so I'm I moved home in between first year and second year um to stay with my mum for a bit mm. um but between second year and third year I just stayed in Kingston and worked it was it was just easier to say that especially because yeah, yeah. I was paying rent <laughs> right exactly yeah why bother paying rent yeah. for somewhere you're not even living in exactly yeah interesting so would you would you go to Kingston again for the same thing or would you go somewhere different or would you do something different like as in a different course I'm not sure I would go to Kingston again okay. I'll say that like I've not had a bad experience and it's mm-hmm. not specifically Kingston's fault um it's just like it's been kind of a nosedive in failures <laughs> that have kind of just got right, worse right. My, my first two years were great it was just the third year onwards that's not been so <laughs> yeah <special>. right <laughs> but I think I do definitely do forensics again um you know there's uh, other unis that I would have loved to go to um mm. Bournemouth's really good for forensics um so maybe maybe I should have gone there I did get accepted there CA. <laughs> you, you could get that nice CA. <laughs> I have better halls rooms too. <laughs> it really comes down to the cut and dry. Who has yeah. the better beds? Yeah, just banquet records just swayed me too much. <laughs> and what about, what's your favourite memory from Kingston? Ooh. It can't be a gig. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I guess, um, probably... It wasn't really until second year that I really made friends with my course mates. Okay. Um, and then onwards, like, we've all been such great friends. There's five or six of us that are so close. So mm. anything, you know, we'd meet up every week. We'd go and do things. Like, we'd go to the student union a lot. Yeah. Like, that was definitely a turning point for me because I came to Kingston, like many other people, not knowing anybody. Right. Um, and I'd maybe spoken to two people on my course at that point. I was quite shy. Um. So actually making friends, even though it took me so long, was it was really nice because it made the experience a lot better. You know, you can talk to people about what's Mm. going on and it it relaxes you a lot more knowing that everyone else is going through it. Right, exactly. Like it's not, it's such a weird situation to be in when you're like literally uprooting your life, moving somewhere where you don't know anyone. No. Living on your own for the first time. You're kind of at school, but you're also a completely ind- independent adult. Yeah, it's like, mm, I have to actually look after myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what is this? I have to eat regularly? There's a washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I always leave my laundry to the last minute, so... Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so That's you nice. finished your undergrad, and then mm. you decided, you know what's a really good idea? If I stay at school... Yeah, I happen? just really, really wanted to torture myself. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. 
Um, I mean, third year, it was going well up until sort of Christmas time. And then I was doing my dissertation and our lab flooded. Um, so I couldn't do any of my lab work. <laughs> right. Love um, that. And I, my dissertation was on gunshot residue, much like my master's is. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made me think like, you know, I've done this whole dissertation on this subject, which I'm really interested in, but I've not actually ever got to go and do the lab work myself. Um, so it got to the summer and we graduated and I thought like, oh, you know, I get a discount if I stay at Kingston. True, <laughs> most, true. Most important part. Um, I actually want to experience doing the work myself um, and I have no other idea what to do with my life. So let's get myself more into debt and going to a research master's <laughs> and then so it's your fault that there was a pandemic because you didn't even yeah. get to do your own work after that time. <laughs> so basically you're not allowed in the lab ever <laughs> no <laughs> you're completely bad <laughs> like i am cursed <laughs> to wow, work in the lab. <laughs> yeah and um did i hear this correctly that you had to pay for a membership to a shooting club of yeah. which you can't attend because of COVID, and they're still like, no, no, you have to pay us still. You are correct. Yes. Ah, um, yes. The university said, like, you know, if you want to do your own work and this gunshot, there's a shooting range, uh, or a shooting club in Surbiton mm-hmm. by the uni. Uh, okay. Go get yourself a membership. So the membership was £100. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have six weeks of training before I can even go and shoot myself, which I would love to do. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> just end it. Um, luckily, I actually really enjoyed it and ended up being quite good at it. I won't toot my own cool. horn. But <laughs> we, love, we love a new skill that we never knew we had. Yeah, I was like, I would have never, never, ever thought of picking up gun shooting. Like, Anything, yeah. They hand me a rifle and I'm like, hmm, turns out I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, we love that. So yeah, and then it's like every time you go, you have to pay for your bullets and your range time. So it's like another £10 mm. a week. So I have like £150 I've spent there. And then as soon as I started to do my uni work and get out of their six weeks of training, COVID hit and the gun range has been shut ever since. Um, and their way round of not paying us our money back for our memberships was to extend our memberships for when they are open which is great but I would have moved out of Surbiton by then <laughs> right so is this a good thing in terms the extension is a good thing in terms of you being able to complete your research well, because you're going back talk to me about like how your master's is working now so this is yeah so yeah I mean started it, your it, master's it, September right and then yeah so December oh um, December it was delayed because the university was <laughs> very slow. Um, wow. Yeah, it took them that long to sort out an interview and then to actually get me started. That it ended up being the 2nd of December that I started. Um, wow. So then, like February, March time, I'd written my literature review. I was like getting ready to go into the lab. Um, had finally got through the stuff with the gun club. I'd been twice to the gun club by myself and I had taken some samples luckily mm-hmm. um and I'd got them in the lab and then the university obviously shut and I had to move back to my mum's house which was great fun right um, so they kind of just were like you know write whatever you can and I'm like but at this point I've not done any lab work 
I've not done you know any you know methods and materials and stuff I've not mm. done anything so what can I write yeah just take so your I'm samples kind of just... home with you to your mum's house yeah. and do it in the kitchen like yeah <laughs> exactly like you want to send me a microscope I don't think so yeah like oh yeah I'm um, sure that you can just pop a mass spec in the yeah. post for me don't worry send me that scanning electron microscope it'll fit right through the door <laughs> honestly so it was kind of like I have spent the last year editing and rewriting my literature review and I am now sick of the sight of it uh, that's no fun <laughs> no um and then I went back to the uni in September until mm. October um I was still kind oh, of yeah. there through the November but not very often um just because of the staff weren't there to let me in mm. <laughs> which was fun um <laughs> So I did get some lab work done. I did test the samples that I had taken in March. Luckily, I kept them because I kept looking at them and thinking, should I just bin them? Like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> um, luckily, I didn't. Yeah, um, sigh of relief on that. Yeah. Um, and then luckily for me, um, my supervisor has a brother who works for the police in Ireland. And they have a shooting range there. Obviously, the police carry guns. Um, they did some experiments for me and sent over the samples so I've been able to test those so I managed to do one experiment from them I still have one more to look at but obviously then the uh, day that I was supposed to go back to the university was the day it shut again in January yeah right (laughs) I've still not finished (laughs) wow yeah and so uh, you need to look at this data and is it you have the data or you still need to run the tests so I still need to have a look at it on the microscope to get any data out of it. Right. Um, then I need to look at the data from everything. Mm-hmm. And I've got like, you know, a hundred samples to look at. Yeah. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, and I can't even get to the computer that you need to get the data off of it. So there's absolutely nothing I can do right now. Um, it's not fine. I mean, I spoke to my supervisor yesterday and he was like, even I'm sick of this. <laughs> yeah, right. The thing is as well, like, lockdown's very important I'm a microbiologist I love talking about covid because it's you know what interests me but (laughs) there comes a point when you need to work out what you're doing smart and what you're doing just to make things more difficult right it's allowing you as an individual to go to university run those tests take your data and return home not interacting with anyone maybe interacting with your supervisor at a two meter distance yeah doesn't seem that problematic and the thing is the lab I'm in I'm the only person that ever goes in there anyway it's a one person lab so you don't work together you know there's no one ever Mm. around me so it's it's just a case of like I am the only one that goes in there so it was never a problem in the first place right so it's it's more of like a bureaucracy issue than an actual safety issue that's so frustrating and so what's the future of your masters look like then (sighs) chaotic honestly um it's a case of they're hoping in april they can get me back in the lab um right and i'll finish the second experiment get my data go home and just write and be finished by july uh, and then have my viva in august or september right but (laughs) we'll see (laughs) right right because i think the one thing that I've been thinking about is doing a online masters because I graduated in July this year just gone and 
I was like, I don't want to go back to uni if COVID is a thing because I, everyone I've spoken to, you included, has had a hellish time yeah. being back at uni. So I was like online masters, but then it's going to be two or three years of doing a masters. I could have just done it in one, but now I hear your experience and I'm like, even if I'd wanted to do a one year masters, I might not have done. No, that's the thing. Like I should have graduated January this year and I now won't graduate until next year. And it's just. And it's not even as if you have additional credentials to show why. No, it's literally like I've spent three years doing the same thing. (laughs) you know what though I will say this and one of my very good friends said to me that um in her country you do a two or three year masters so when she did when she said she was doing a one year masters her people in her her friends in her country and her parents were like why is it easier or something if it's one year uh, oh, see, so, so if you go to Europe you'd be like yeah I did a three-year masters <laughs> what do you know what do you know of it <laughs> not stupid (laughs) yeah so yeah I guess it's like pros and cons right like you it's not as if it could have helped no no I mean there's certain things I wish could have been sped up a little bit by the uni um Mm -hmm. definitely in terms of a couple well I have three supervisors um one of them is necessary (laughs) yeah it it definitely is one of them I've never spoken to in my life right um love that one of them used to be my personal tutor when I was an undergrad Mm -hmm. I know him very well he's great he does he's very on the ball about things but he has no idea about my topic because he's a he specializes in toxicology right absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing um my second supervisor however is a bit um slow on the uptake I'll say interesting like he has had my literature review for the last four months and has only just sent it back to me. Mm, I hate that. Like, I get you're busy and you're living your own life, but... It's also like, he hasn't been teaching for the last four months because he wasn't at the university in that yeah. time. Like, you don't want to be that guy because the pandemic is really stressful. Yeah. Well, also, like, I know it's stressful, but I kind of want this out of the way. <laughs> what are you doing with your time? Yeah. I'm like, you're just sitting at home twiddling your thumbs. I'd really like to get this done. Honestly, honestly. So, yes. It's, it's been interesting. Right. But you're going to walk away with a master's and a master's in something that's actually a project that you chose as opposed to yeah. something that got like put upon you, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the taught master's for forensics at Kingston was basically a repeat of our second year. Um, right. So I thought, you know, there's there's absolutely no point in me getting into more debt for a repeat of my second year. No, of course um, So doing a research master's meant I could pick a topic I actually was interested in. You know, I've already done my dissertation in it for my undergrad. It kind of made sense just to carry on and be like well you know this is something I like so yeah totally and what do you know what you want to do with it in the future do you want to do PhD in the same thing or are you um, happy to give up more education like what? well <laughs> I initially really wanted to do a PhD like that was you know end goal was like master's PhD mm-hmm. going to work but I think now because my master's has taken up so much time I just want to get straight into actually having a full-time job in a right. forensics based subject and because the police in Ireland, uh, you know, sort of working with me on the experiments, they have sort of uh, given interest that they would maybe potentially want me to go over there and do some work for mm. them. So I won't hold my breath, but we'll see. At the very least, it could be a good opportunity to network if they invite you yeah. for a week or two weeks exactly. or whatever. You know, I can see how they do things and it'd be interesting to see how different it is from like our labs and stuff yeah right they do things completely differently there um so yeah I mean it would be 
something anyway that's amazing and we love you know we love an opportunity to travel exactly and i've never been to ireland you know is this republic of ireland or northern ireland northern ireland northern so we're still we're not we're not leaving them when we viciously (laughs) brexit (laughs) yeah no which is a whole other issue (laughs) oh god that i'm not going to talk about (laughs) um so many trials and tribulations yeah that's, university um, experience one way to put it <laughs> yeah yeah so how did your because you mentioned um that you had Crohn's how, did your university yeah. support you through that did you need support through that when you were at university I informed them you know we do have a disability service mm-hmm. so I did go to them and say you know this is my, my problem like you know there's some days when I actually can't leave my flat to right. go to university so you know for me to be able to actually access lectures online was quite important mm-hmm. which luckily my you know my lecturers always did put them online right. but otherwise they didn't really bother with anything else they knew about it and they were like oh we can give you money for a laptop I'm like well that's fine but I already have a laptop like <laughs> you know got a second laptop yay like, that's, that's not what I need right. I just need you to actually understand and not be angry with me when I can't come in because you know right. there are some lectures that do get quite snotty with you right um, they'd be like you know why weren't you here and I'm like I had a hospital appointment right <laughs> I couldn't leave my house because yeah, I'm, and I'm like, ill yeah and I'm like literally you know I don't want to be gross, but couldn't get off the toilet. Would you like to see? <laughs> like, I have receipts if you want to see them. Yeah. I think I think that's the main thing that I found with lecturers in general. And that's not to say all lecturers, because most lecturers are really good about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that they think that their subject is the only subject and that you live your life to come to their lectures. And that's the only reason you're here. Your and life it's like, is all around them. <laughs> right exactly and it's like no it's people right. are in their lives yeah. people are you know doing other things yeah yeah my um my supervisor's been really supportive of it especially because now he's like my only real contact with the university right. I see him a lot um and he does call me um so he'll be like you know how are you getting on like not university but like how are you and I'm like yeah well. on a personal <laughs> level <laughs> yeah. are you coping <laughs> um last year during the first uh lockdown I was really ill mm. um so it was like not doing any of my uni work because I was like I really just don't need that right now you need to yeah you need to compartmentalize and yeah. your health is the first compartment yeah and the trouble is like I'm triggered a lot by stress so I was like this is the last thing I need right now <laughs> don't yeah don't yeah <laughs> like of all the things yeah that could trigger you yeah yeah exactly but he was really good with it he'd, he'd call me and be like don't even worry about it like mm-hmm. talk to me next week see how you feel if not don't worry and I'm like you know what that's what I need <laughs> we just need that space yeah yeah exactly and like don't like hover over me constantly being like have you done this have you done this that's that's not gonna help mm-hmm. at all no do you think that the pandemic has helped people to understand that having online lectures and being able to do stuff from home is something that we need to like establish more and like have better support on and like having like having supervisor meetings over zoom is so much easier than going to their office every day yeah. for a week like 100 percent. yeah I mean like I've had friends that are still in university now and they're like how on earth did you put up with like doing your lectures just like online and stuff because it's doing my head in like I don't right. understand anything that's in this powerpoint you know my supervisor won't talk to me 
and I'm like well <laughs> I kind of just have to put up with it right right um and like my supervisor calling me is so much easier I mean like, I'm not in Kingston at the minute I can't go to the uni and talk to right. him but he would ring me anyway and he'd just be like I don't need you to come to the uni I just need to ask you a question and I'm like good don't waste my time <laughs> right I think that's that's it isn't it it's like the the ability for everybody not just disabled able-bodied everybody to realize that coming onto campus and talking to you for 15 minutes is a waste of time what is it that meme that was like um this meeting could have been an email yeah I always say like if you can put it in an email then send it to me I do not need to come in and talk to you I'm on my phone all the time just call me email me (laughs) me. I've got so many options yeah exactly Exactly. I just feel like a lot of times people are complaining and and as you say like I know loads of people that are like and to be fair being stuck in your room all the time not able to go out and literally like go out to eat or go out to coffee shops or go out to for walks like I get that but improving the infrastructure for learning online it really needs to be something that is looked at because right. I think now like everyone's moaning they're like you know how can we pay this for what we're getting and I'm like well that's what I was getting and I paid <laughs> yeah I paid whatever for that yeah, yeah I had to do that that wasn't a choice like right yeah I, I think there's definitely a, now a lot more people I've seen a lot of petitions you know things that are like you know this needs to be improved we cannot spend another year of university like this right and I'm always amazed, like, my friend, um, he goes to uni in North London, and his first lecture online this year was cancelled. I'm like, how can you cancel an online lecture? Pre-record it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing is, as well, like, you don't even need to stick... The good thing I found in my final year, because obviously I, yeah, I did, like, what, less than six months in the pandemic university world. Yeah. Um, one of my lectures was really good. Um, actually I had two like modules that were really good one they yeah. did the scheduled lectures so you turned up to the lecture on schedule and you sat in the lecture and you know you could do whatever like usual and then the other module went the opposite way and decided to pre-record everything and just post it all in one go so she was like you have your timetable if you want to stick to your timetable but if you don't you can watch them all in one go here you go see I like I like having the option there that's good. right there's days where you just don't want to do it <laughs> there's days when you can't right yeah <laughs> like yeah so and that's I think another thing people are like well what are you doing in lockdown you're not going anywhere and I'm like yes I'm not going anywhere as in I'm not even going to my living room I'm staying yeah. in my bed all day <laughs> I have no choices like I am laying here for the foreseeable <laughs> yeah my eyes maybe my that's eyes right. will open to half lid but they will close again shortly after. Like, don't don't bother me with questions. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is these stupid questions like that. I'm like, really, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've never had a chronic illness, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like, oh, you've you've never napped. You've you've never been tired in your life. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. And yeah, so I think that I find it. I I never know what people are gonna say when I broach the topic of like, do you prefer lectures online or not? But do you? I'm assuming you would want things to go back to normal as in being able to attend lectures in person if you could. For sure, yeah. Um, but, you know, I had lecturers that were really good in person. Mm-hmm. But then at the same point, I had lecturers that were terrible in person and would read off the slides. I'm like, if you're going to do that, give it to me online. 
I don't need to hear this. Right. Don't need to waste my time going into university for this. Right, exactly. Um, you know, if, if you're a lecturer that's going to actually add something to the lecture, great. I want to be there for that. I want to hear it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. pointless. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And I think having it as like a more of a hybrid definitely yeah. allows uh, more flexibility for like yeah, definitely. everything. Whether that's you know, hospital appointments or whether that's you want need to go home because you're homesick or whether you're you've got freshest flu, whatever you whatever you've got. You know, it was I had a job like through second and third year and, mm-hmm. and like start of my masters and it's very difficult trying to plan a rotor at work when you've got one hour lecture in the middle of the day. Right. Like, and I don't know if you found this, but my lecture timetables uh for first and second year were completely different every week. Yes. Like I'd have a 9am on Wednesday one week and then the next week it'd be on a Tuesday and the next week it'd be on Wednesday again and then a Friday like and your labs are always at different times they're never yeah. in the same blocks like it's a pain in the ass <laughs> right so <laughs> instead of rushing from your lab to your lecture maybe you could have done your lab and then had your lecture online and it yeah, would be so exactly. much easier oh my god like 9am's that are pointless don't make me come in for that <laughs> see I used to attend every single lecture if I could I would be at every single lecture because otherwise I would stay in bed <laughs> it, I think this is my trouble like I, I I started on the wrong foot in first year in a case of like I did minimal work like right. full-on minimal effort mm-hmm. um got by like the skin of my teeth and just didn't bother going right. to any lectures not all of us can be a try hard <laughs> I, I was just like, do you know what? Mm, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This whole full time school thing, nah, <laughs> nah. I just, I just want to lay in bed and have a nap. You know, honestly. Like, yeah. I um, think, I think it's um, yeah. The, the thing that got me through was the amount of money that I yeah was having to pay to be there. I think that was the main thing that dragged me out of bed. Yeah, in the morning. I mean, when I when I got to second year, and then I was like, I have to now get a job because I can't afford things. I need to start going. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what am I paying for otherwise? Yeah. I'm like, otherwise, I may as well just drop out and not bother. <laughs> That's it. And also utilising every free thing that the university put on. Oh, they used to give yeah. out free stuff. They would do free yeah. like, events. Chi Chi won a competition I, for free coffee. She had free yeah, coffee for I, a year. So I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I used to go to the Freshers Fair every year and pretend mm-hmm. I was a fresher just for all the free stuff. And I'm like, I yeah. want this free stuff, even if I don't need it. <laughs> yeah i i need pens and post-it notes that are gonna last yeah. me the year it's important the weather spoons booklets that we used to get like yes i want that cheap food <laughs> we need those discounts we need it yes oh honestly even just the first years the rest of us are poor too <laughs> yeah in fact we're more poor because our yeah. parents have decided that we're now able to do it on our own <laughs> like you've made it a year off you go <laughs> yeah exactly so you said that you aren't sure if you want to do a PhD you want to yeah. work would yeah you... I definitely want to work first mm-hmm. um I would consider doing a PhD alongside working though if that was something that came right. up right um but I wouldn't stop working once I've started to mm-hmm. do one um I think if I started doing it I either wouldn't want to go back to university at all or I'd never want to start work again there's right. gonna be one that I'm never gonna to want to go back yeah, to. Yeah, so. right. I think I think I don't know, obviously I have no clue about the forensics industry, but I feel like it as an industry, it does lend itself to studying while you're working purely because 
it's very practical hands-on yeah. it's, it's for sure learn on the job type thing you learn a lot more while you're actually doing stuff and the practical right. side of things is actually like quite informative the lecture side of things I actually found quite like very monotone and very like I could have read this out of a book whereas right. you know, actually being in the crime scene house and like doing the tests on blood and you know getting evidence and stuff like that like that was actually like oh I wouldn't have known this unless I actually did it right so it's a lot more informative in that sense so mm. uh, it's definitely like a practical type of subject and do you need higher education qualifications to get into forensic science or are there other routes that you could have taken would you have wanted to take a different route um, I did look into quite a lot of things and you know everyone always says like oh there's always a different way if you don't get into uni but mm -hmm. I had this conversation with my supervisor and he said you know like even having an undergraduate that's fine and you've got it but people want to see you have a master's and they want to see that you can especially a research master's they want to see that you can work by yourself right. um so without having my undergrad or my master's like the job opportunities would be a lot smaller uh, now I've sort of widened the amount of things that I can apply for, mm -hmm. um, especially like in a specific field, which is good, whereas sort of having an undergraduate is great, but you you have a wide range of things that you know a little bit about right. and not one thing that you know a lot about. Right. I think that's definitely something that's changed over time. A lot yeah. of like sort of the older generations like, yeah, you just need a degree and then you'll be fine. But it's like, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think degree is now typical and you need a master's yeah um, definitely it's people want to see that you can do the work for yourself and and if you can actually like manage it mm -hmm. um, and if you can then great if not then well they're not gonna hire you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> don't finish it <laughs> but then I suppose you can do like certificates and stuff as well can't you if you do online masters yeah, I'm yeah. sure um, you can there's a you like course you can do like sort of separate like mini courses kind mm. of stuff and there are like the online university the open university they do do separate little courses um which are good again but they're more for like a specific thing rather than a broad right um range of like the three years of forensics that i did they're very like oh you know you want to do this in dna or you want to do this in counterfeit like it's it's singular right. topics rather than a lot i see so what advice would you give yourself if you if you had to go back to you in first year or before first year in high school what would you say to yourself about like the three four years to come five five years to come <laughs> more pull your pull your finger out and stop procrastinating <laughs> nice I am a world-class procrastinator and I wish I wasn't Mm -hmm. um you know it, there's a lot of things I could have done gone done a lot quicker <laughs> if I started four years ago <laughs> yeah right I I can understand that I'm too busy procrastinating to tell myself that though this is the trouble and I'm like oh I'll start at five and then it gets to ten past five and I'm like I'll do it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> does it really need to get done today I'm just yeah, having such a good time playing video games like this is the trouble this is like the stupidest things I did while I was at university I brought myself an xbox and a switch and I'm like this is dumb <laughs> I have a switch I love yeah. my switch <laughs> I'm too busy playing animal crossing to care about my master's degree <laughs> I'm unqualified in in botany okay yeah. find me those hybrid hyacinths okay <laughs> <laughs>
I'm a business worker. I've got all the bells. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm too busy trying to overthrow Nook to um to focus on my education right now. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, I um like I said, I'm trying to decide if I want to go back to school because yeah. originally I wanted to do a PhD and I applied to a bunch of PhDs in the states. Um, oh, okay. And then COVID happened and I didn't hear anything. So um. <laughs> And I did chase them and I never got any responses, like not even like a you didn't get in response, just a ghost. So I'm trying to decide, right, whether I try apply again or just do masters or do none of it because now I'm like, university is so stupid. Why would I pay this amount of money to do something that's so ridiculous? (laughs) So like if you I have to say, like a master's is great. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend to anyone that has done an undergrad, if you can manage the three years at an undergrad, you can definitely manage a year at a master's. I would say if you can do a research master's, definitely, because it's under your control. You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, taught masters, I, you know, I have no idea what that's like. I didn't do one. I don't have the lectures or anything. Whereas, you know, it, a research master's, I sit in the library all day and I do my own work. Like, yeah. it's, How it's did you find work. your research master's? How did you know it was a thing? Um, I actually had a conversation with my supervisor because I initially wanted to do a taught masters. I was just going to do the forensic one because I thought, you know what, it is a repeat of my second year, but I'll have it. Like it's it's something I can do. Mm-hmm. And then he said, like you know, you've done this topic on your dissertation. Would you consider doing a research masters? It's cheaper than a taught masters, uh, and you still got the university discount. The only difference was I had to have an interview for it and mm-hmm. defend my topic to the board. Um, but to be honest, that was actually the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, that was fine. That was just like anything where you're like, I want to do this, fight me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Look, like the guys had no idea what I was talking about. So they were like, sure, sure. That sounds great. <laughs> so that was absolutely fine. Um, that was basically the only difference. He said, like, you know, you've got to defend it, but otherwise, like, I think you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll give you the go-ahead to start the research, and that was it, basically. So, nice. yeah, it was um, thanks to him that I even got to do it, but I'm glad I did, even if I still haven't finished. <laughs> yeah, even if you're still doing it. <laughs> Sometimes I want to kill him. Other times. <laughs> so, do like most universities do research masters, or do you think it's a university um, by university thing? I th- it's very much a university by university thing. Mm-hmm. It's if they have a research board or not. Um, okay. I know that he's my supervisor did mention to me that some universities don't sort of it's funding. It, it is simply funding. Yeah. They had to get the funding for me before I paid my fees. So it's right. whether or not they can afford to fund like my machine use. Obviously, I'm using the SEM a lot, mm-hmm. um, and also like they have to have a technical assistant there to get it running and you know it's make sure you're not going to break anything <laughs> exactly and then after the flood the year before um it was actually the sem that obviously got affected wow. um they had to fix it first <laughs> um wow. which cost them um nine thousand pounds so that's all right that's one undergraduates one well, year of tuition <laughs> i was like look there we go that's my third year <laughs> consider it covered don't you worry about yeah. it um, and then they wanted to do another upgrade that was £250,000. And I was like, I'm not waiting for this. I want to do my work. <laughs> £250,000. Yeah. So Electron is the one where they have a special room and it's all got to, like, it's got to be like 
shake proof and stuff right because yeah and it's connected up to a computer that you use basically um it looks a lot scarier than it is (laughs) yeah it's massive right it's huge yeah yeah I think yeah bigger than me (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen those secret rooms where they're kept but I've never used one so quite nice like having my own room though like I'm just like I shut the door right. and just ignore everyone. <laughs> yeah put the little slot sign on saying don't yeah. disturb <laughs> scanning in progress yeah <laughs> wow yeah, that's, that's amazing so but. do you think that doing I'm assuming that you think that doing a research master's is better prepared you to either do a PhD or go into work yeah for sure I mean it, it's been totally like everything's been off my own back you know if I want the work done I have to do it um especially when I was able to get in the lab it was like however fast I was working was how fast my work would be done you know if I left at two o'clock that day instead of staying till six that's on me I mean I did do it but you know (laughs) some days I just really wanted to go and get lunch (laughs) yeah you gotta look after yourself (laughs) yeah but you know there's days where I would be in there sort of eight till eight and right that work you know is getting as much as I can done in a day that means that I finish that quicker I can start writing quicker so it, it very much it prepares you to sort of you know you do have to sort yourself out you do need to force yourself to go in because otherwise you're never going to finish right the only person holding you accountable is you so. yeah exactly you know mm-hmm. it's my fault if things don't get done because right. I'm the one that's got to do them and what kind of support did you get from your supervisor in terms of like uh not scheduling but like interim deadlines like or did you have to come up with that plan yourself so my first supervisor does give me deadlines, which mm-hmm. I do find helpful because even though I am a procrastinator, I do still need some sort of yeah. <laughs> like. Otherwise, routine. you're staring into the infinite abyss, and you're just like, one day this will be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he he sort of gives me writing deadlines. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he did for my future review. Um, he was like, you know, I need this done by tomorrow, and I hadn't written anything, so I spent several hours in the library trying to get it done <laughs> um and then like now I have um I have a deadline for next week and then I have a deadline for March so it's always a little bit last minute but there is always some kind of function <laughs> yeah some kind of schedule yeah but that is helpful right that that makes sense and I guess because it is off your own back it's up to you to do the rest right it's up to you to schedule the rest yeah exactly you know he, he told me two days ago that I, my deadline is next week and I've still done nothing and I know full well that that's my fault um, <laughs> as long as you can live with it but there we go. that's that's all that matters I'm just like that's a problem for Georgia next week you know like <laughs> future Georgia will not be <laughs> will not be thanking past Georgia but that's fine no not in the slightest <laughs> But, you know, I'm having a great time having a day off, so. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you've moved home. Are you planning on moving? You said you're moving back to Kingston. Yeah, so I'm living back with my mum in Essex at the minute. Um, I did, I was privately renting uh, a flat last year, but I lost my job because of COVID. (laughs) So that kind of went a bit pits up there so I moved back at the end of January Mm -hmm. um living in Essex now so um hopefully moving back into halls in April but it probably only will be for the month so we'll see but then it kind of means moving back here again I mean Mm -hmm. like I don't get me wrong living here is great it's just that we are in the middle of nowhere and I don't drive right 
like job interviews and things like that are a, a little bit on the sketchy side. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, and I also saw that, oh, don't mind me, I was just stalking your Twitter, but I saw you got the COVID vaccine, the first one. How, how was that? Yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, because I'm classed as like clinically vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, I got the Pfizer one. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Wanted that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they like, they're like, you know, do you want to come for your jab? And I'm like, mm, which one is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say um, no if it's anything but this one. Honestly, I was like, you say Oxford and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, so I got that last uh, Wednesday, I think um it was actually fine it's very easy you know sort of mm. go in there's a lot of questions you have to answer um you know they want to know why you're having it who you are what medication you're on and then obviously I was there for a long time explaining all that so right, right. <laughs> um and then literally a five second jab and then you have to sit for 15 minutes to make sure you don't have anaphylactic shock mm-hmm. and then off you go home uh, I did have a numb arm and neck for two days oh um, love that how far up did the, your arm did they give you the uh, right at the shoulder ah so so maybe a little bit high yes so right I've heard that that's been an issue with the current vaccinations is a lot of people have developed yeah. interesting reactions in their like joint sort of yeah. area so, yeah, so it's, it's not been it wasn't the most fun two days uh, I did injure myself twice because my arm was numb <laughs> wow <laughs> going for a record I'm like, I'm clumsy as it is, but this is like a new low. <laughs> and do you know when you're getting your second one? Have they? Um, they haven't scheduled the appointment, but they said it should be the end of April. Um, right. But my doctor's surgery, they don't get the load of vaccines in until four days before they make your appointment. So it just depends on when. So they, they could it. speed it up and they could be like, right, yeah, time for you to come in now. Yeah, exactly. I mean they were the group of people that were there the day I was was uh, 74 year olds and mm. uh, me <laughs> yeah well, yeah I was gonna say both sets of my grandparents have had their first yeah. vaccine so yeah my grandparents had had theirs the same day as mine so mm. it was kind of like you know everyone's like in their 70s getting theirs done so hopefully the next couple of months it'll go for the you know 60s and 50s and then mm-hmm. back to the second lot hopefully anyway well that's the that's the thing I'm worried about is the you're going to have to double the vaccination load because there's going to be the people coming in for the second and people still coming in for the first. Exactly, so. and I'm like, I don't want it to be delayed in more than it already Well, it can't. It, yeah, it can't be delayed by more no. than 12 weeks, right? So, so you know, it's, a, it's risky having it in the very last of the 12 weeks, but mm. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think they'll prioritise second vaccine, to be fair. Yeah. I, I think I they'll, so. they'll make Maybe. sure that people will get their second ones before they... they give out any new ones yeah exactly like my boyfriend was saying you know it's he's probably not even going to have had his first by the time I have my second yeah I probably won't I was looking at the they have a couple of like calculators online to see and I probably won't get mine till December if the current predictions are like followed because if you're only vaccinating what like 375,000 people a week if you want to get vaccinated this year then you need to be vaccinating more than a million people a week I know the day that I got vaccinated, there was over 500,000 people that did as well. Yeah, the max amount that they've had is 600,000 in yeah. one week. Um, so that was like a good week. <laughs> yeah, right. I think, yeah, I think the average is between like 350 and 400,000. Yeah. So 
it seems to kind of slow down a little bit now which is oh it's gonna because like <laughs> can we it's like the track and trace can we maintain no we cannot yeah no it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> although I do wonder whether people will skip getting the second vaccine I'm actually curious as to see how many people yeah. will get because they because I know a lot of people first of all a lot of people don't believe in vaccines yeah, second of all like they're like well I've had one so I must be fine yeah, I mean, no. the, like, when I had mine done, the nurse was like, you are not immune, you need to come back for your second. And right. I was like, okay. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to anyway, but... <laughs> but thanks for the update. <laughs> yeah, right. It's such, a, so, such an interesting thing. But yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of people that don't want it in the first place anyway, so it's right. like, you know. Do you have any closing words? Do you have any advice for the general population? Go to university if you want to, but make sure you research your course heavily before <laughs> you go. Right. It does cost a lot of money, so be prepared. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do a master's, don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Don't think too hard on it. Yeah. yeah. I think I've thought too hard on it. I just need to do it. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, don't double check yourself. Just do it. Don't it's let your dreams be through. dreams. <laughs> yeah smart enough to get through an undergrad you can damn well do a master's I like that I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt for sure if I can do it anyone can <laughs> <laughs> don't sell yourself short miss I found my own research masters and I have to do my own samples <laughs> you make it it sounds a lot smarter than it is but really <laughs> that's what we want isn't it well yeah this the whole is aim true. is to deceive <laughs> I am but- fully deceived <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me. No, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, I don't know what's going on in the next episode, but uh, I, I very much appreciate your your time and also your strange experiences at Kingston. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> it's not going, but never mind. Oh well. But right, that's it for this week. And thank you so much for listening. We will speak to you on the next one. Thank you so much to Georgia for agreeing to interview with me and for sharing her experience at university. For me personally, this information has really helped me interrogate why I want to do a master's and what kind of master's I want to do. So even if nobody else finds it useful, which obviously people will, I found it very useful. And for that, I'm eternally grateful to her. So if you want more information on what we talked about in the podcast, head over to my Instagram, please hold for Insta. Alternatively, you can go to my website, pleaseholdfor.squarespace.com or you can send me an email with any questions that you have and I will pass them on to Georgia and we can answer them for you. As I said in the episode, I have no idea what next episode is going to be, so wish me luck with that and I hope you enjoy this new season of episodes. All right, thanks everyone.